0: Hi, my name is Julia and I'm a life coach, yoga teacher, astrologer, tarot reader, and Ayurvedic health coach. And although I wear many hats, all of these practices are connected and they're all here to help us find more balance, more peace, more connectivity, and more health in our lives. So this is my podcast, Aquarian Times, and I chose that title because we're in a shift of ages and our needs are different now. And so this podcast is about helping us address the needs of the times, uh, me offering tools and tips for you to make your life easier, to understand the times, and to hopefully get some support. So you can reach out to me. There's info in the show notes, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for listening hey this is julia and welcome back to aquarian times today is uh, wednesday october 11th and this is episode 164 so i want to talk about very important thing today uh and i'm calling this grounding in a time of chaos or grounding into chaos and uh because I've been studying a little more closely uh, the nervous system the past couple weeks. And this is vital information for all of us. Um, I have talked about this before, um, back, you know, many episodes ago. It is something that I hold very close, is uh, the, the fact that our nervous system is basically running our lives and uh so it's something I've blogged about before and I've I've talked about but I decided to get more in depth and take a class and it's been really really helpful to just go really deep on the nervous system so I want to share some of what I've learned and just it's kind of more of a synopsis style there's so much to learn but um You know, I'm calling this grounding into chaos because that's exactly what happens with our nervous system when it becomes dysregulated is we go into states of of chaos, whether they be activated chaos where things are moving so fast or whether it be a dormant chaos where we basically, you know, shut the door and have to go back to sleep because of the level of chaos that we might experience. And um, either way, it's a response to something happening in our system that is out of, out of our control and overwhelming. Okay? So when we're talking about the nervous system, I'm also going to correlate this with the doshas in Ayurveda there's a big truck going by. Sorry about the sound. Um, so I'm going to talk about the, the doshas in ayurveda, which, you know, is something I teach about, and I like to correlate, because it, it helps make sense of uh, again, all of it, I think. So when we're looking at the nervous system, we're looking at five basic responses. And if you can think of them like gears on a car, right? So there's five, usually there's five gears in a car, right? There's five um, elements when we're talking about the, in Ayurveda, right? The elemental system, earth, fire, water, air, and space. And there's five uh, parts of our nervous system, like levels of of. Activation or places it can go. So I think that's a very important thing to remember. This isn't just an arbitrary number. This is actually um, it co it corresponds with with nature in general, right? The five elements and and the way our nervous system responds. So our nervous system uh, is what it's basically like this subconscious part of ourselves. This un conscious aspect that has been programmed from our past from our childhoods and also in our gene expression right we get our nervous system packaged uh into our genes and then is passed down so if there's trauma in uh, previous generations we will receive that gene and that activation and we will have um the same, we will have a, the same trauma responses as an ancestor did, who is not even alive anymore. Um So this is something that, you know, it gets passed down. And then it is also uh generated by our environment, right? By our environment as children. So we could have parents that are activated uh, by their genes, but they can also be doing activating things like yelling and or shutting down or being apathetic and this can cause a response you know to further drive in a response of this what's called dysregulation which is when we come out of a relaxed and present state and we go into a state of overdrive or shutdown and uh, if you look at our world right now um, you know it's It's more common than not to be at least what I see. It's more common or not for than not for people to be more or less in an activated state, whether that be revved up or slowed down because of our need to deal with our environments, our workloads our <laughs> our history the stuff on the planet um you know current and recent you know, uh, events, including war just breaking out right in Israel, there's always something and COVID, of course, not long past in our past, there's so many things on the day to day um, that have caused dysregulation to our systems. And so what's important to remember is that we do have a regulated state, and we've all Hopefully, I mean, I think there's some probably who may have not, but most of us have at least experienced some of the time, some people more often uh, experience a regulated state, and it's called the ventral state, okay? So if you imagine, like, on a scale, you can kind of put ventral in the middle, like in the balanced state, right? It's in the balanced place. It's in the center. So when we're in ventral, uh, again, we... We have humor, we have um, lightness, levity. We, our prefrontal cortex are uh, the part of our brain that can has executive function, can think clearly, is online. Um, you know, we can think logically, we can think step by step. Um, we feel, again, just grounded, relaxed, um, comfortable, uh, social, uh, sexual, right all these things are um sensual right that part of our nature the embodied nature um are uh available to us right um that's called ventral so that's you know definitely what we want to aim toward some of us access it more uh readily because we have not been knocked off that center as often or as deeply as some other of us uh, who've had more significant or severe traumas or chronic traumas. And this creates um, a, an inability to access that calm state, right? You're stuck in a response. So if we look at ventral as being in the center, we're going to go up the scale in one direction, we're going to go down the scale in the other direction. So up the scale, is a state called the sympathetic nervous system. And a sympathetic nervous system is like, again, going into higher gear, right? So in a car, you'd be going into like fourth and fifth gear, right, like on the freeway, going fast. And these are two states that are available to us, which are fight and flight, okay? And they can go together. So, of course, the fight response is, when we become mobilized, we're activated, we're, you know, in defense and attack. And this comes from having to defend oneself, having, you know, um, having a lot of attack energy come at you, right? It'll activate your anger response. Um, It'll kind of set you on that same tone, which is the fight response. And then we have the flight response, which is Equally as fast, right? The fight, you know, induces um, uh, hormones like cortisol and it, and adrenaline and it jacks us up into a heightened state that's, you know, again, it's like going from zero to 60 or 70 in a car. Um, so similarly, the f- and that is the pitta response, right? The fire response in the body. So... The other sympathetic response is called flight. And again, it can happen equally as fast. And that's when we, uh, you know, we flee a situation, which is instead of fighting back, we run, you know? Um, and we just take off, we disappear, right? And this happens to a lot of people, uh, you know, in conflict, say, they don't fight back, they just run, right? They they ghost, they dash, right? They disappear. And um, and again, going to happen just as fast. It's a state of high activation. It's a state of fear instead of anger, which is fight. Uh, of course, it can be a mixture, right? Uh, fight can be a mixture of fear and anger. But, um, you know, flight is a state of fear and panic. And it's when we go into, you know, really fast activation um and we we flee okay so those are up the scale from the ventral state right and this is uh again in our culture this is kind of instead of ventral being our normal state most people are in sympathetic response that's their normal that's the normal in our culture right you got to move fast you got to get in the car drive fast you got to go get your coffee fast you got to drink the coffee coffee makes you fast <laughs> Uh, You got to, you know, do client after client after client. Then you have to do this thing and walk the dog and, you know, go, you know, take the kids and blah, 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 right? It's just like you you can't slow down. You have to mobilize. You're in a hyper-mobilized state to even just meet the demands of the day, right? You can't just be super chill and relaxed because you won't get everything done. You won't get from point A to point B, right, as fast as you need to. Not to mention everyone around you. you know, is got that, um, you know, high activation. So you kind of have to bump up in order to stay in the stream of traffic, right? Or else you're kind of the slowpoke, right? So that's the sympathetic state. And, um, and again, that's more what we consider to be normal, right? If someone's highly activated and fast and speedy, we don't question them. We just go, oh, they're, they're busy. They're working hard. Oh, they've got, you know, a lot on their plate. We don't think, oh, my God, that person's activated. They need to slow down. They need to chill out. Um, Something's wrong. You know, they should not be so hyper and strung, high-strung, right? We just think, oh, that's normal. And maybe some of us even aspire to be more like that. Like, oh, I wish I could go faster and get more done and be more productive and, Right? So this is kind of the imbalance we have in our culture very pitta pitta vata imbalance vata is the flea response the the air response, right Poof, just disappear so that's that end of the scale and on the opposite end of this of the ventral scale, if we go downward um where again what what happens is uh perhaps you know we get. Hyperactivated, but our system actually, two things can happen. So the shift downward from ventral would be into a state of freeze. Okay. And the freeze is when the sympathetic and the state of shutdown, which is called dorsal, which I'll talk about next, they collide. So you get activated, but then you feel panicked and overwhelmed. So you shut down, but you're still activated. So this is when you're thinking a million miles an hour, but you can't get anything done. Um, you, you want to do the thing, but you can't do it because you can't, you can't like mobilize to do it. This is called freeze. So it's actually a quite a, um, you know, it's a very dysregulated place because, again, people could be looking at you and see, you know, that your mind is racing a million miles an hour, but you're just sitting there, right, because you're stuck, right? And this is because the nervous system is kind of going in two directions at once and doesn't, uh can't resolve itself, you know, and so we go into freeze. And again, this is a very dangerous state to be in, right? If you're driving and you go into freeze, <laughs> right, you know, you can't mobilize to put on the brakes or, um, you know, turn, you know, away from the crash, right? You're just, if you see a crash on the highway or something. So this is, it's not, it's not a good thing to for our system to sort of, you know, short circuit and start to basically go in two directions at once. Um. And so, again, this is why it's so important to learn about this stuff and uh, to find ways to regulate, is the term, to regulate out of these responses. So the further downshift is called a state of dorsal, a dorsal state, which means that we have shut down. And again, this could be considered... You know somewhat pleasant because you know you're in shutdown your mind goes blank and you're you're not panicky anymore or you just want to go back to sleep or you just want to numb say and just eat you know a tub of ice cream or something or again you know a lot of people will take drugs in order to go into dorsal right to just check out this is the checkout uh state and you know it's a state of apathy it's a state of um depression it's a state of numbness so again it's it's not great it's not a positive place to be but it is a protection from the onslaught of whatever may happening in our may ever whatever may be happening in our reality that we simply cannot handle right and sometimes it's a smart move for us to um, you know, to take a, a momentary checkout and how often, again, this is something that is very, um, normalized in our culture, right? Just Netflix and chill, or, you know, the, the, the doom scrolling, this is all part of just checking out because we can't handle any more stimulation. And, and because we're in sympathetic so much of the time, this we're in dorsal as a response to the sympathetic and they kind of play off each other right because uh we go in one extreme in one direction what's going to happen we're going to ping pong back into the other and opposite direction um so this is pretty common for us to live like this and you know it's really um you know it renders us again unavailable for the people in our lives for People around us um for you know people who depend on us even and um and yes, you know life has kind of forced us, modern living has forced us into these states, and this is a lot of what I talk about too, you know is is like the self advocacy of if you find that you are being um forced into these states is to advocate for yourself and say no more like this is i can't handle this amount of activation can't handle this amount of shutdown something's wrong with this system here and i i need to find a different way and i and i know that is extremely challenging right we have to support ourselves and um right there's just it's really challenging to find ways to to navigate and sometimes you know We just have to trust and choose ourselves over you know again the programming of well i have to do this or this is going to fall apart right because if we choose falling apart over other things falling apart guess what we're still falling apart so that's the state of chaos again that uh all of this these different points of activation can bring us toward and um So that's a really basic sort of simplified, uh, you know, teaching on the nervous system is those five states, which are fight and flight, which are in the sympathetic response, ventral, which is our relaxed response, Um, freeze, which is the down regulated response and dorsal, which is the shutdown response. So the good uh the good part of our nervous system is called the parasympathetic response. So most again of waking life of work of sometimes family sometimes you know in in you know the case of dealing with uh maybe other dysregulated people which is most of the world <laughs> we're going to find ourselves in those responses, those five responses, which are, again, adaptations to dysregulating experiences. But there's another whole aspect of reality that is achievable, located uh, by a parasympathetic response. And again, the more resourced you are, meaning oftentimes, (laughs) the more money you have um, to, again, either pay for these kinds of experiences or have a more spacious life um, and be able to buy luxury things and, um, you know, create a buffer from the insanity of the sympathetic world, Um, the more parasympathetic experiences you will have. And the parasympathetic is the relaxation response. And that is brought on by practices like yoga and taking a bath and taking a nice walk in nature and hanging out with regulated friends and doing something fun or cooking or having time to relax, right? And much of the world, you know, has struggles to find even space for these kinds of activities. And um, and again, they don't have to cost any money they you know oftentimes can but you know just doing gentle breathing just going on a walk just again watching you know a cartoon that makes you laugh and relax that's a sympathetic experience right so it doesn't necessarily have to cost money but of course you know if you want to get a massage or you want to you know do a luxury retreat or if you want to go to the spa, you know, that's all going to be, um, you know, things that, that can cost more money, right? And more time for those, for people who have time and money, right? Um, and uh, so this is just, it's important to look at the spectrum, right? Because our world is very stratified, Okay. We have, it's very classist, right? We have, I mean, I don't have to, I mean, some people, again, are just so locked in their experience, they're not really, maybe able to even pay attention, but, you know, there's that saying, the way the other half lives, (laughs) you know, Um, and it really is about these different experiences that are available on the planet, right? Of, you know, working so hard and being around challenging people and experiences Which will throw you into these difficult responses of the nervous system; these five dysregulated or four dysregulated responses. Um, And then again, the more we can bring in the parasympathetic experience, the more spacious, the more grounded, the more happy, the more regulated we will be. And I just have to name because we live, you know, (laughs) we live in a capitalist society. We live in a society that's is run. By money you know I just have to name that you know money can be a very important factor here and we also have to think about and understand that oftentimes people with a lot of money are in extreme uh dysregulation to earn that money or um or just set to being highly dysregulated no matter how much money they have so it's not like money buys happiness but if you can um you know, use your money to buy these sympathetic experiences, uh, that's a I think a good use of of uh of that money instead of you know going into hoarding or um you know again just the greed mentality of more 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 uh and what is it all for, right? Because the idea is we want to be in ventral. We want to be in a relaxed state and it is achievable. There's so many Um, resources for us to feel regulated if we choose if we know that we have the choice and if we make the choice you know we don't have to stay dysregulated we don't have to stay you know glued to our televisions and you know doing uh lots of drugs and uppers and drinking a lot of coffee and you know always dysregulating ourselves right that's a choice at a certain point um and The idea is it becomes about, you know, when we can educate ourselves and learn this stuff, it becomes about responsibility. Right? Our own responsibility to take the reins on our own nervous system state. So no matter if you are, you know, single mom with three kids working five jobs, you imagine that person is pretty dysregulated right that's a lot of stress and responsibility it's nonstop. uh no matter if you're that person who may just by the situation situationally may struggle to find a more parasympathetic experience right or if you're the person again with a ton of money but doesn't stop working doesn't stop stressing doesn't stop you know just being plugged into electronics and different things where you have, you have the opportunity to do more calming activities, but you choose not to out of addictive patterns or fear, or, you know, again, again, just your own programming of never having enough. So it's a, it's a wide spectrum. And I, I really want, when we look at other people, we can't prescribe For them, you know, uh, we don't know what it's like to live in somebody else's shoes. And uh, we're all having our own experience here. Um, So the point is that wherever you are on that spectrum, if you're the single mom or if you're the person who's got an abundance but is not benefiting from it, it's about you looking at your own life and saying, even with these circumstances, I've been dealt this hand, I've created the situation, whatever the thing may be. Where can I improve my ability to be regulated, my ability to be in a ventral state, a relaxed state, a pleasant state, a grounded state? And uh, that's your job, you know? And the point is that the ripple effect of you regulating yourself is going to affect every single person in your life positively, right? Maybe, you know, the rich guy who just never stops working, maybe he regulates himself and decides, oh, wow, I I see other people are struggling. I think I'm going to use my money to give grants to people who, you know, to that, you know, single mom. I'm going to give some of my money to her so she doesn't have to stress so much and work herself to the bone, right? So if we were not so dysregulated and always thinking about our own problems, you know, um, and we could get more relaxed and, you know, breathe, there would be more equanimity, there would be more equality on the planet. Uh, And this is how it begins, right? Is each of us identifying where we are and making the choice to come back to neutral you know, because if we if we make excuses that, uh, you know, I can't do that. I'm too busy, and I can't, I can't, I can't. Or you know, then you're just still contributing. You know, that's it's not a it's not a uh, you know solution based mentality. Is to say, oh, there's no sol- there's no solutions here, right? So this is our solution, and this is really. Again, it's something this is inherent to all of us. This is something we each deal with. We each are dealing with our own nervous system and the way that it's activated and kicked up and we can go into you know all these states in succession. I mean, it can be so overwhelming and so dysregulating. Um and you know, it's just bit by bit finding your way back to safety and to groundedness, and to sanity. So, um, so um, I'm going to offer uh, just three different tools. These are tools I'm learning in a class uh, right now, just because I don't want to leave you hanging here. <laughs> um, and so if we're in a highly activated, sympathetic state, if we find ourselves there, uh, one of the best tools to do is to do some regulated breathing, is to take long, deep breaths. Or we can do what's called a four, seven, eight breath, which is inhale for four, hold for seven, and exhale for eight. Eight counts. So if you find that you're really sped up, you know, and sympathetic, a really good thing to do is get your mind and body back into, you know, sync is to do a regulating breath, inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. So that's a good practice. Uh If you find that you are in a free state and you're going in two directions at once, right, you're going both up the scale and down the scale at the same time and you're kind of in a traffic, internal traffic jam, um a free state. Uh, What is suggested for that state from this course I'm taking is, is the tapping process, which I know is, um, I think still pretty obscure for most people. If you don't know about tapping uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique, I would look it up. I would look up uh, tapping. Um, There's a man named Brad Yates. You could look on YouTube. He does tapping. So, That's what I would say. I I can't really explain it very well on a podcast. I have actually an interview with a lovely practitioner named Amy Piper, a friend of mine. A few, many episodes back, I'll put it in the show notes. You can listen to that to learn more about tapping. Um, But it's a way of regulating your mind and your body back together. So again, if if your mind is fast but your body is shut down, you want to bring them back into... um, you know in into the same room, <laughs> so tapping is a somatic practice where you tap on meridian points uh, in the body and it can help bring you back into the present moment and unlock that freeze response so that's a that's a good solution there you can look it up check out um, I'll put Amy's info in the in the notes for you as well um, and what was suggested for the dorsal response, which is when, again, you just want to check out, you're shut down, um, and, you know, it's a depressed state, it's a, you know, hopeless state, you know, again, it can be very easy to go there, Um, if you've encountered multiple traumas, um, it can be easy to think that that's all life has to offer, right, it's just more, more trauma, and that can get very, very, very bleak. So the practice is uh, the voo sound. And again, these are these are techniques to get us out of the state. It's it you know. And when we get out of the state, we can think more clearly. And that's what's going to help us in life is to be able to think more clearly. You know, we can't. We're not necessarily erasing all the trauma from the past, but we're we're shifting our state so that we can make the next right move instead of being in a state where we can't actually make any decisions or move forward. So this, the sound that's suggested for the dorsal state is called a vu, making the vu sound, and it sounds like this. Vu. So we want to make sure that it's not up in the chest. We want to make sure it happens down in the low belly, You want to make sure that your belly is slightly contracting when you're making that sound, belly button towards the spine, right? Like a yoga practice, like when we say om in class, right? Om. That's to, again, ground and bring us down into the low belly, which is actually where this dorsal response is happening, is that freeze is happening in the lower chakras, the you know the grounded parts of the body are just you know they're they're not online right they're too uh dysregulated to bring presence into them and and one is again lifting up out of the body trying to both escape and uh and numb at the same time because it's just too much too much so the vu sound is going to open up that those lower access, lower access to the body, which again activates your power centers, your lower chakras, right? The first, second, and third chakras um, are, you know, the first chakra at the perineum is the grounding, our grounding chakra. Second is our uh, collaborative and, you know, sexual chakra. The third is our, our will and our power, our agency, Right, so when we start bringing energy down to the lower chakras, we activate our ability to collaborate, to ground, and to feel empowered and have agency. When we are not in the lower chakras, we're you know ungrounded and topsy turvy and easily taken off course because we're not in our power centers. Right, so a lot of what trauma can do to us is 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 disempower us. Right. So the idea is to activate, reactivate our power centers. And to do that, sounding is is miraculously an incredible uh, practice and very effective. So this is how we can self-heal, right? Is by doing these practices on our bodies to help our body come back online, right? It is a physiological response when our body goes into chaos due to nervous system dysregulation. Right? Our body has become, in a sense, sick, right, unwell, and you can't expect someone to do anything healthy when they're not in a well state. So this is extremely important, you know, for finding health. And uh, again, other types of health uh, issues will arise when we're in constant dysregulated states. You know, so to bring the nervous system. Back into balance and online is fundamental for our state of health. Uh it's underlying uh again subconscious. This is um creating all other states of health or disease in the body. And I talk about this in my project, you know, 21 hidden root causes of disease, which um you know you can go back and listen to. And I'm doing a little bit more writing on uh hopefully making some progress. Um, so this is a lot of content here and uh but again, it's still only a short podcast for such a huge topic uh there's volumes written on this, and you know i'm I'm doing a whole six week course right now uh with many many hours of of content uh devoted to this, so just know that this is kind of a power packed uh you know little capsule of energy uh, medicine here um information. And I encourage you to listen to it again, (laughs) to get or take notes, you know, if you listen to it again. So you can really understand this stuff. um, Because it will help you (laughs) dramatically in your life as you navigate. And you can locate which state you're in. You can get yourself out of chaos. You can not attract chaotic situations. You can recognize chaos when you see it and, and take another path. Right, this is vital for us when we get our subconscious patterns under control, our life changes right well, we start we start attracting better things, right We're not tied up in knots from the past from uh you know even past generations so it's very, very important work and um so all right, and you know I think. Part of it, um, again, I'm doing this course now, but I think it's also, I, I I, know that everything is timing, you know, having, you know, studying astrology and, and looking at cycles and, and current transits. So, you know, we are heading for an eclipse this weekend on Sunday the 14th, or sorry, Saturday, Saturday the 14th um, of October, followed by another eclipse on the 28th of October, go back to listen to my overview episode last week to, to get the details. Um, but, you know, again, this can be a time of, of activation, you know, whether it be uh, the body getting activated or, you know, big changes activating us, you know, maybe, you know, big shifts happening or that can set us off, you know, into one of these responses of getting highly activated or going into shutdown. You know, because it's, again, it's just unfamiliar, everything on top of everything. And uh, so in the context of eclipse season and this month in general, where, again, there could be a lot more coming at us. Um, and again, for our good, you know, for our benefit, for us to get into alignment. Um, It's good to know how to navigate your own system, your own nervous system, so that you don't get caught in the rapids uh without a paddle. And you knew that saying. Uh don't get caught up shit's creek without a paddle. <laughs> right? Um so there it is for this week. Um you know, I look forward to uh the changes or whatever s- these eclipses will bring us. They're they're here for our best alignment and um so is this podcast. This podcast is here to help you get into alignment. And uh, if you come and join me over on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Times, I will be offering uh, written handouts about all this information. So you don't have to take notes. You can join the Patreon, get in the, in the club, <laughs> so to speak, and start learning some of these things um, that I talk about every week. Uh, again, these are all tools that i 've used for myself. Everything I talk about is from my own experience, um, a lot of content, and all to help us navigate better on the planet it 's a really heightened time, right and it 's not stopping. So this is about getting us you know to be able to get through this in a good way and to enjoy ourselves and uh, do good things here on the planet. All right. So join me over there. Join my mailing list if you want to work with me. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you tuned in today. I would love to hear any feedback. Um, So again, you can join my mailing list and get in touch. So wishing you a happy eclipse and uh, take good care. All right. Thanks for listening. I just realized I was talking about the doshas <laughs> when I talked about the sympathetic response was the vata and pitta, and I did I forgot to go back and mention that the dorsal response and, um, and the freeze response is a kapha response or an earth response. So I just wanted to line that up for anybody who you know has been following some of my talks about Ayurveda that a sympathetic will you know kick us into uh, fight flight. Uh, f- fight being pitta, flight being vata, and the dorsal and freeze response is the kapha response, which is to go numb, to shut down. And uh, Okay, so I just want to make sure I added that here so I didn't leave this incomplete. Okay, there it is.